Hi, Courtney. Hey, Libby. How are you today? I'm good. How are you? I am very good. We're here on episode six of This Pod Is Your Pod. Super excited uh, coming to you from Pantsuit Nation, our 3.9 million member Facebook group that has grown into a nonprofit and now has this podcast, This Pod Is Your Pod. So we're really excited to be back and we've got a really great guest today. Yes. So this is the time where a lot of us are getting ready to send our kids back to school. And even if you don't have kids, that feeling is in the air. I know I'm certainly feeling it with my own kids. And one of the kind of recurring powerful conversations that we have in Pantsuit Nation that I'm also having sort of within my community, within my family, is about sort of how to speak with children at, at a very young age, up through, you know, teenage, even in college age students, talking to students, to kids about racism, about homophobia, about Islamophobia, all of the, the things that are coming up in this administration, and how to talk to our children about these incredibly important issues in a way that feels um, powerful and impactful, while also respecting sort of developmentally, like what they're able to understand. And, and we touched on this a little mm-hmm. bit last week in, in reflecting on what happened in Charlottesville and some of the conversations that I've been having with my four-year-old and, and my two-year-old. And again, that this is something that comes up in Pantsuit Nation, our Facebook group, quite a lot. And sometimes those are really challenging conversations between adults about what is sort of the appropriate way to talk with children. Um, and again, even if you don't have children living in your family, um, thinking about sort of this point in the summer where we're maybe transitioning into the fall and and um, kind of what's next in terms of how we're educating yeah, ourselves. Absolutely. I, I know that um, actually the, interestingly enough, the reason why I, one of the kind of links in the chain that got me to being a moderator in Pantsuit Nation and got me where I am now is talking with a friend of mine who was pregnant and knew that she was bringing a baby girl into the world and was really worried about what it would look like if Donald Trump was elected. And I, you know, told her about this, this Facebook group I was in that was making me feel, you know, a lot less anxiety and like I wasn't alone. And I thought it might help her. And it turned out that she knew someone who knew you. And I ended (laughs) up being a moderator after that. But I think a lot of people who, um, even if your kids are, you know, not old enough to have a conversation with, a lot of people are thinking about, you know, what does it mean to have a child, particularly if that child um, has brown skin or has any kind of disability or any sort of difference? What does it look like to, to raise this person in the Trump administration? And, you know, I, I think of back to school time. You know, I, I don't have kids, but I, I've been to school um, a lot of times. And um <laughs> I think of, you know, the the fall and back to school as sort of another opportunity to kind of reset on the year. And, you know, if you've been putting off educating yourself about um, certain issues or if you've got a you know project that you wanted to start or you wanted to, you know, go to that workshop about how to run for office, um, I feel like the beginning of the school year is also kind of a good time to hit the reset button and, and start off, um, you know, kick off some new projects or some new reading, along with thinking about, you know, talking to your kids and, and bringing that um, into your conversations with your family. 
Absolutely. So today we are thrilled to have our guest, Talamika Bryce, who is joining us from uh, just outside Jackson, Mississippi. I've gotten to know Talamika over the last several months. She's a contributor to the Pantsy Nation book, which came out in May. And I actually connected with her, I think, back in December when she wrote this incredible post just, you know, about this very thing that we're talking about, her sort of reflection in a very beautiful, honest way about her feelings as a mother in this moment. So we're going to, we're going to, hear from Talamika, who also posted very recently in the group to kind of, yeah, talk through this a little bit. So Talamika, are you there? I am. Hello. Hi. Thank you so much. We're so happy to have you. (laughs) It's amazing to have you on the podcast, Talamika. Um, As you know, I'm a huge fan of yours, of your writing, of your vision, and of your beautiful children, which you um, have shared some photos with in the Pansy Nation book and, and in our group. So thank you for joining us. Thank you for having me. It's really an honor to be here. So we were hoping, um, Talamika, that you would read um, an excerpt from the post that you shared in Pantsuit Nation last week to kind of guide us into this conversation a little bit. Would you be willing to do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. I just want to also to rewind and talk about a lot of the being back into the school year and learning. And and if we look at our country and Charlottesville and everything that's, that's going on, I think we got lost in our origin story. There's a lot of mistruths and misnomers. And I I wrote this post after I heard my daughter's heartbeat for the first time. And actually, it was the uh, Friday right after the election, and I was in a really low place. So um, it starts off, you know, about a heartbeat saving me, and there's one particular post that I want her to always have as as a guide moving forward so that she will know her origin, her origin story, essentially. So, um, this is from that post. Your existence came forth in a very tumultuous time in history. I held your brother in my breath collectively as the results of the 2016 election rolled in. I checked the news way past midnight, every 30 minutes, hoping into hope that a country that elected a skinny black man with a funny name twice would do right by you by us, and not elect the demagogue and open racist to the highest office in the land, the governing body of our nation. I was wrong, and it broke me. I had second thoughts of bringing you into a house so divided, a place so hostile. Our church members, our friends, supported this man. I was devastated. See, now your skin is translucent, no color in little form. And truth be told, we all start that way. But when you exit my womb, the son, your sister, will brown you into our family hue. And unwittingly, you will be born into a narrative that you did not create, a tale that fearful men have woven into who you are and what you bring to the table. I'm here to remind you of the truth. Warriors flow through your veins. Brown women who integrated schools survived Jim Crow. Slavery and manifest destiny are a part of your DNA. We've birthed babies in fields of oppression, taught our children how to fly and move above a false narrative. You will do the same. So beautiful, Talamika. I I mean, I I have the hair on my arms (laughs) sort of standing up a little bit because... Your voice is just, it's very powerful and it's really moving to hear and makes me 
<laughs> in some ways happy that we have a, a podcast because sometimes reading these stories in Pantsuit Nation, they're moving, but but hearing your voice and, and your expression of this is just incredible. So so thank you for sharing that with me. And and as you said leading up to it, I mean, how do we sort of reshape the narrative? And and what are some of the things that you think about as you're raising your kids and now your daughter's born, you know, she's here, she's, she's a few months old. And, and what are the things that you are instilling in your kids now to try and change that narrative about the world that they've been, you know, brought into? Well, initially, one of the things I thought about a lot are my children's names. My son was a surprise. Uh, He actually came about while my father was, was struggling in his final stages of cancer. And I still remember the last time we had D-Talk. We both knew that it was D-Talk, that you're not going to be here anymore and and I, I'll be okay and how we were going to move forward past this. And I remember him looking down and saying and smiling at something that was beside me. And as I left the room, he said, where's she going with the baby? And my husband, Charles, and I both thought, what baby? And it was a couple of weeks <laughs> after we buried him that I found out that I was pregnant with my son and my husband and I are both artists. That's what the whole origin story goes and huge geeks and and comic book nerds. So I wanted my son to have (laughs) something um, as a reminder of your past forward. After losing a parent and thinking about leaving him instructions for when I'm not here to guide him. And it started with his name. His name is Honor. His middle name is Khalil, like Superman. And it loosely translates to honor the voice of God. So as he moves forward, then that whole divinity, that whole voice within us is our guiding light. So with him, I let him know that I started off by letting him know that, that your your path is in your name. I did the same with my daughter. Like years ago, I picked her name, and that's 25. And I didn't think about how heavy it was, actually, until I was looking through the Pantsuit Nation book, and I saw Love Trump's Hate. It finally clicked for me. My daughter's name is Love, Love Elohim, and basically means love God. So it's the greatest commandment in the Bible is to love God. And then when you love God, you can begin to love his people. And when it comes to raising him in an environment, it's not so much of teaching him about who he is, but reminding all of us around this whole community, the whole society, who we are collectively. We are so much bigger than racism. We are so much bigger than white supremacy. It's all a false ideology. So when I write, it's not only to make the world see myself and my children and their divinity, but I'm hoping somewhere in there that they get to see themselves and their divinity as well and can walk in a higher purpose and not this lizard mind that the current administration has us all stuck in. Hmm. I think um, we talked a little bit before we brought you on the podcast and I, you know, I said something to you. I said, you know, I don't have kids. And so I, you know, maybe you'd be able to talk with Libby a little bit more about this kind of thing. And you, you kind of said something really that resonated with me about, you know, the things that you are a caretaker of, and it's, you know, your art and your projects. Um, Can you talk a little bit more about that? Well, Charles and I met in drawing class. That's my my other half, and it depends on which day, which one of us is better. Um, And (laughs) (laughs) and, um, 
we're both visual storytellers, so we not only do art, we're not only paint and draw. And Charles spent some time in the military as a paratrooper and a uh, photojournalist. So we learned to tell the stories mm. of those around us. And with our company, with Rice Media, that's what we do for different organizations. We go in, we get the gist of who you are, and then we translate that into logos and branding and marketing and videos, the whole story of who you are. And America has really, our story has been muddied so much, and I, we've just gotten lost in that. So with with everything that I do, one of the biggest, my, my biggest influences, my favorite writer is William Shakespeare. And in Sonnet 85, he has this line, so long as men can breathe and eyes can see, so long as this and this gives life to thee. So I think about all the art that is created, all the writing, all the photography, all the painting. We live on through that. So I take that approach in every aspect of my life, essentially. It's amazing to think about those sort of spheres of, of influence and legacy and you know, the way that our, our words resonate, not just sort of in the memories of our children and the conversations that we have around the dinner table, but the words that we're putting out into the world, whether it's contributing to a, a book or taking a photograph or even sharing sort of memories and thoughts in something like a, a Facebook group. I think about that too, and sort of what the legacy of our actions are, um, and certainly thinking about that a lot myself in the last several months and as a parent, but also sort of as a, as a human living in this country right now. And, and I love that idea that we're all caretakers and we have the power to make a difference, you know, within our lives in a lot of different ways. It's a really beautiful sentiment and it's empowering. And I think that people, <laughs> people need to hear that sometimes. Talamika, do you have you know, you're t- sort of talking about stories and the impact of stories. Do you have any sort of words of advice or suggestion for our listeners or for members of Pantsuit Nation about how to kind of move forward in this in this time and in this space and, and any ways that you found peace or solace or purpose in the last several months? Well, part of the, the moving forward, I have to say, I shared with Courtney earlier, uh, and I don't think I even told you the story behind the photo. Uh, of Honor and I that's uh, on the book and everything. That was taken, uh, I heard her heartbeat that Friday. That photo was taken that Saturday. And that week was horrible for me. Of course, you know what happened in the election. And I was pregnant with her, but I hadn't heard her heartbeat yet. I broke out in the hives. I I looked hopeful, and I felt even worse. And uh, I wanted to convey in the image, the turmoil and everything that I was feeling, I almost called off our photo shoot because it was a lot to try to coordinate it. And um, my husband, Charles, took that shot of Honor and I in our backyard. And to see how that resonated with everyone else, and I wrote that while holding my son, actually while I was holding my son at midnight. Uh, I can't remember the exact date. I think for Pantsuit Nation and for the world, it's important for us all to stand in our truth and to follow our gut. Because Libby, when you started Pantsuit Nation, I'm pretty sure, and I've read a lot of what you said with our back and forth, it was just a gut feeling. And you created a platform, a safe place for millions of people, like a home. You really created a home. So thank you for that. And you created a place for our voices and for our stories. 
where a lot of people, a lot of marginalized people in this country didn't have that. Like, we, you, we have a place. Pantsuit Nation has become our place, our storyteller, our storytelling. It's basically our book within a book. So thank you for that. So with all the Pantsuit Nations and fellow people moving forward, I tell you the same thing I tell everybody. Stand in your truth, no matter how painful. Express it in some good, positive way. And when you stand in your truth and you acknowledge it and you acknowledge your pain, look at those around you and see how they are hurting as well. See what you can do to help them. Because that's how we move forward. Wow. Thank you, Talamika, so much for that and for sharing your writing with us more than once and now here on the podcast. I feel like there's a kind of fundamental truth to what you write about, you know, what you're feeling and what you want for the future for your children and for kind of the community, the American community in general. That is one of the reasons why it just resonates so strongly with people. So I can't thank you enough for for coming on the podcast and talking to us today. Thank you for having me. It's really an honor to be here. Thank you so much, Tamika. I was just having a little bit of a a moment. (laughs) And I, I, I'm a little speechless because I just, I appreciate you and I see you and I admire you and I'm giving you a huge virtual hug. And I hope that we do get to meet in person one day. I feel really lucky, you know, among many of the gifts and sort of bright lights in, you know, 10 months that have been really challenging in a lot of ways since the election, it's been getting to know people like you, Talamika, other book contributors. For listeners, Talamika's story that she referred to is in our book. Um, you can also find it on our blog. And Courtney, too. I mean, I, Courtney and I didn't know each other before November either. So that is something that I, I'm really thankful for to both of you for getting to know you. And I'm, I am rambling a little bit because I'm a little overcome, but I will get over it. And yeah, Talamika will be in touch and, and we can't wait to read what you write next. It's really beautiful. Thank you. Thank you guys so much. Thank you. Bye-bye. We'll talk soon. Bye. All right. Bye. So as we've mentioned before, one of the reasons that we're able to bring this podcast to you for free is because of our incredible sponsors. So now we're going to hear from one of them, Quip. Your dentist will be the first to tell you that you don't have to dish out hundreds for a top-of-the-line electric toothbrush. Start brushing better with a new, more simple and affordable brush that is refreshing the oral care industry. Introducing Quip, the new company that's refreshing the way people brush their teeth. You don't need a big expensive toothbrush to get the oral care you need. Get the same refreshing clean with something simpler that'll give you the best brushing experience you've ever had. The words exciting and toothbrush have literally never been used in the same sentence until now. Introducing Quip, the new company that's refreshing the way people brush their teeth. Quip is an electric toothbrush that packs premium vibration and timer features into an ultra slim design that's half the cost of bulkier brushes. It's basically like Apple designed a toothbrush, but without the big price tag. You have to see it and brush with it yourself. You can even subscribe to receive new brush heads on a dentist-recommended three-month plan for just $5, which includes free shipping. Quip is backed by leading dentists and was named one of Time Magazine's Best Inventions of 2016. They won a 2016 GQ Grooming Award and made it to Oprah's 2017 New Year's O-List. Quip starts at just $25, and I have to say it's been a game-changer for my family. Right now, go to getquip.com slash this pod to get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free at getquip.com slash this pod. That's G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot com slash this pod. I mean, Oprah wants you to get this toothbrush, so obviously <laughs> it's a winner. you should get it. 
Vitamins and supplements are one of the best, most basic ways to ensure that you're meeting your body's nutritional needs, and Care Of is a new kind of vitamin company. Sometimes it can be hard to figure out which ones you should take, especially in the drugstore where there's no one to help you out. But when you go to Care Of's website, they ask you questions about your diet and health goals, and they recommend the best supplements for you. It's a really easy process that just takes a few minutes, and once you've signed up, you'll start receiving monthly shipments of vitamins. They come in personalized daily packs with your name on it, which is super convenient, and you'll receive uh, personalized vitamins every month. They come in personalized daily packs with your name on it, which is super convenient. And best of all, they only use the best ingredients in their vitamins and supplements. And you actually save money when you get your vitamins from Care Of compared to going to your local health food store. The packets are really easy to travel with, and they also make a great gift for someone who's health conscious. So you can go to TakeCareOf.com now and get a personalized recommendation for vitamins. Use the offer code ThisPod and get 50% off your first month's order. That's TakeCareOf.com with the offer code ThisPod to get 50% off your first month of vitamins. So it was incredible to hear from Talamika, and now we're going to talk to Kat in our Cat Call. Today, Kat actually called us in the studio because we had some technical challenges with calling her. But Kat, are you there? I'm here. Hey, good morning. Hi, Kat. Hi, good morning. Um, we were just able to hear from Talmika, who you, of course, know um, from the group and the book and all of that. And she was just talking so profoundly about standing in your truth and kind of owning how you are feeling in the moment and what that means as you kind of reflect on, you know, looking at your kids and thinking about what you're going to do or what you're moving forward with and and that like sharing your story being honest about who you are and what matters to you and when you're upset um, is a really critical piece to kind of helping people understand um, where you are, who you are, where you're standing. And, you know, we're, we've talked a lot about the beginning of the school year as well um, and how it's kind of a good time not just to sort of open up conversations with maybe your kids, but also to kind of educate yourself. So what do you got for us today? Yeah, so, you know, especially with the events that are happening around the country and a reflection of Charlottesville, I'd really like to challenge folks and, and and have them realize, you know, that anti-racism work is never finished. Uh, we always have so much work to do, and there's a lot of resources uh, available that we've put together on the Pantsuit Nation resource document, uh, which you can find at pantsuitnation.org uh, slash resources. But just a few suggestions, just simple things you can do. Uh, just read a couple of books. Uh, Between the World and Me is incredible. So is The New Jim Crow. Uh, you can watch... Uh, the documentary 13th, which I believe is still available for streaming on Netflix. And then also, mm -hmm. you know, just to continually show up, show up, show up. It's really important that, that, that folks are not being silent in this, mo this moment, that they're continuing to educate themselves with, you know, the resources that are out there. And there's so many that are out there on the internet. Um, but really to continually show up both, you know, on, on online presences, but also in, in physical spaces as well. And, and if at, the, at, the, at mm -hmm. the end of the day, if you're not quite sure what to do, continue to educate yourself and listen. So those are the things I would challenge folks to do this week. And that, you know, that work really is never finished. So it's a continual learning process. Yeah. And I think that ties in with what uh, you were talking with with Talamika today. Yeah, I think um, particularly, you know, Talamika was kind of talking about 
her story and kind of understanding origin stories, which was a really um, kind of interesting frame mm. to be thinking yeah. about how you raise kids. And I feel like books like The New Jim Crow, um, Between the World and Me, which is f- basically framed as a letter to um, right. Ta-Nehisi Coates' son, and 13th, really understanding the the line in history from slavery to um, the prison industrial complex and the and the state of African-Americans in the U.S. Um, is really about understanding the truth of the origin story and, and contextualizing kind of individual stories within that larger context. You know, I'm kind of a I'm kind of a nerd. I'm a book person and thinking about like the excitement that I get as an adult in like the back to school time and, and really like you are, are asking us, Kat, and as we've had these conversations in Pantsuit Nation and beyond, um, challenging yourself to like, you know, update your syllabus and, and think about the texts that we're putting in front of ourselves, the shows that we're watching on television. Um, and if you're not watching a documentary, you know, think about the voices, the faces, the narratives, the perspectives that you're bringing into your home, even in a, in a fictional context, I think is so important thinking about children, mm-hmm. um, the faces that they're seeing when you're sitting down, relaxing, those are the moments that can actually have a profound impact on the way that you see the world and the way that you understand sort of your privilege, your perspective, bringing different ideas into your own home. That's hard to do. And I, and I think sometimes we think in like sort of siloed versions about how we think about social justice. And sometimes it's like, well, I'm going to go out and like, you know, read some nonfiction, watch a documentary. And then like, that's my like social justice quota for the yeah. day when sometimes it's it's even more important to bring in different perspectives into like your leisure silo, if that makes sense. Um, so that's something that I think yeah. about a yeah. lot as well. Yeah, I, I agree with you on that. I think, you know, a lot of the conversation, you know, even you'll hear, you know, that Google memo about diversity. I mean, I don't think that's the word to use. The word really to be using is equity. And as adults, right, we can we can talk with kids and there's a lot of resources and books we can share. But also in our daily lives, you know, what, what things, what, what media are you bringing into your life? Is, is that equitable? Um, when you show up at work and you go to, you know, you show up in these boardrooms, right, or you show up at just a simple meeting with maybe a client or you're trying to solve a problem, and you, if you don't look around and realize who's not there, whose voice is not represented, you're not going to come to kind of a holistic, equitable solution for anything you're doing and any problem. Uh, so that, that's something I think that folks can continue to challenge as well as, you know, and the spaces they're in, are those spaces inclu- inclusive? Are those spaces working towards equity? Um, and, and are we showing up and preparing ourselves with the resources to be able to have those conversations? Because they are not easy but, and, and they are uncomfortable, but that is okay. If you are feeling uncomfortable, that means it's time to grow. And just sit with that feeling for a second. Reach out to somebody. Reach out to us here at Pantsuit Nation. You can always drop me a Facebook message. I'm happy to answer them and, and get some resources and just show up. Uh, and, and let's really move the, the, needle, the needle towards equity. Just a quick reminder that showing up is really critical. Reading is really critical, but also there are things that are policy-wise um, that you can talk to your Congress members about. So you can mm-hmm. join our partnership with Calls for Change to be getting texts and emails once a week with easy one-tap dialing to be able to call up your your congressperson and, and tell them about you know why you support or do not support certain policies and why you want them to do that. So that's that's another piece. Kat, thank you so much for coming on today. Welcome back from Mexico. Oh, thank you so much. I'm glad to be back, and uh, we will talk imminently, like within five to ten minutes, I'm sure. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Kat. <laughs> talk to you soon, Kat. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye now. 
Okay, always fantastic to hear from Kat. And we are looking forward to hearing some of your reflections, uh, listeners, uh, and, and in Pantsuit Nation about some of the things that you are listening to, reading, watching, all of that. Um, one of the great things about having a community like Pantsuit Nation is that just like wealth of, of suggestions and recommendations. Um, so keep it coming. And uh, thinking a little bit more about media and about representation, Courtney, shall we launch into the golden pantsuit this week? Yes. I'm so <laughs> excited about this week's golden pantsuit. I'm always excited about the golden pantsuit, yes. you know. So, you know, Kat was talking about like looking around the room and, and seeing who's there. And the recipient of this week's golden ca- uh, pantsuit basically was interested in film, but realized that there was just an r- incredible lack of women of color in the film industry, both in front of the camera, behind the camera. Um, of the top grossing box office films of all time, of 500, only one has been directed by a woman of color. So Kwebe Koti uh, decided to do something about this. Um, she founded the Bushwick Film Festival, um, basically to provide opportunities for underrepresented communities um, to show their work to come together and and learn from each other and really be a beacon for people of color who are working in the film industry. Um, So let's hear a little from her. When I first moved to Bushwick about 10 to 11 years ago, there weren't a lot of diverse filmmakers and I wanted to show them that it is possible for them to be successful. So I just called up some friends and I was like, let's start this film festival. I wouldn't have never imagined then that it would be what it is today. Last year, the Bushwick Film Festival had over 500 submissions. Most of our films get distribution deals. They go on to make some incredible work. I travel a lot for the film festival to scout films, to meet talent, to meet filmmakers. So we love Kwebe, and and one of the things that um, is particularly cool to me about this week's Golden Pantsuit is that Kwebe has actually been a, a member of Pantsuit Nation since before the election, since around November 7th. That video that, that we just listened to the clip from is from Pop Sugar, and she actually shared that in our group just last week. And so that's actually kind of how we how we came to recognize what she's doing and, and the influence that she's having. So to a Pantsuit Nation member, a Golden Pantsuit, we're so excited about the work that you're doing. It makes me think back to Talmika and, and thinking about, like, what are you putting out into the world? And what what does your, you know, your work and your art say about you? And I just love, you know, Kwebe seeing a gap and saying, you know, I can do something about this and in the space that I love. Um, so I just, yeah, golden pantsuit, Kwebe. Yay. So excited. <laughs> Yay. It's in the mail. <laughs> Theoretically, no, it's yeah. <laughs> still, still not. Still not in the mail. Still but working so, on that little, little minor detail, but we'll get to it one of these days. <laughs> All right, so we still really want to hear from you, our listeners. We'd love to hear you share with us, you know, what you've been doing in your life since the election, um, what your resources are that you've been reading or watching or um, tapping into. So if you want to give us a call, you can give us a call at 207-370-9008. Leave us a voice message, uh, no longer than 30 seconds, but um, this is a really a chance for this pod to be your pod so we can hear your voice and share it with the rest of the listeners. So call us at 207-370-9008 and share with us your story. 
So I think that's it for this episode, Courtney. Uh, just a reminder to our listeners that this democracy is your democracy. Please stay engaged, use your voice, educate yourself, um, think about all the ways that you can make an impact, both you know in terms of contacting legislators, but also in your own community, your own family, in your own home. Change happens uh, in a lot of different ways. Thanks to our amazing storyteller uh, and Pansy Nation member, Talamika. Thank you to Kat for her wonderful calls to action this week. And um, you can visit us at pantsuitnation.org. Um, you can find us at Pantsuit Nation on Instagram and Twitter. Tag us in your posts and your tweets. And definitely subscribe and leave us a review if you like what you hear on Apple Podcasts. Um, we really appreciate that. And thanks so much to Quip and Care Of this week um, for being able to provide this podcast for free and, of course, to digital media. So we'll talk to you next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Court. Bye. Bye, Livy. Bye.